What is life? What is death? What am I doing here? Who am I without? I sat up in bed and I realized in that instant of sitting up in bed and breathing, I went, Ugh! like this breathing in there. I realized I hadn't been breathing the whole time that um, I would have been in this experience. And I made that sound so loudly, it woke Tony up. And he sat up and said, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I said, I don't know, but my life will never be the same again. It got bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter until it was filling in every direction and it was made up of lights and flames and white and just got closer and closer and then all of a sudden it hit me. But suddenly there was like this kind of like this portal just opened that there I could just sense that I have access to all the information in the universe. So I had like this very deep connection with my team, offered up this prayer and Within like two months, my entire life fell apart. So, <laughs> you know, spirit doesn't mess around. <laughs> when you ask, it is always given. And then in that dream, I understood that I am, what I am is mirrored throughout the whole cosmos, that it's part of, I'm part of all of that. I am. Uh, literally part of everything in the cosmos and all of that is part of me. It can be seen by me through these, these mirrors. And so I felt like this web of life, you cannot unplug from it. You cannot get out of it. No matter what you do, you are in it and it is glorious. And all of that energy and potential and creativity and possibility is ours. And that we, all of the universe is reflected in our very being, in our very selves and everything that we are is reflected throughout the whole universe too. There is no separateness. There is no such thing as anything being separate. In 2020, what a ride. My life is a hundred thousand times better than I ever imagined it could be.
Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning and welcome to another episode of The Buddhist Biohacker. My name is Lisa and I am your mystic guide and host of our show here on The Buddhist Biohacker YouTube. Welcome in to everyone who's joining in the live. Welcome to our brand new members of our YouTube channel. So welcome in, Kristen. Um, please share your comments and questions in the live chat. I also want to say hello and shout out to everybody who will be listening to this on audio on iTunes, Podbean, let's see, Pandora, Google Play, all of the different platforms that we're on, iHeartRadio. So thank you to everybody who's listening on audio as well. And so here we are today with one of my favorite guests and one of our featured guests for 2021, which is Dr. Cairo Rocha. Welcome back, Cairo. So good to be here, Lisa. So good to be in your company and everybody else's. Uh, and again, I, I'm, I'm so thankful to, for you to create this. You, you have this amazing energy that never, never ends, like almost like you move by some sort of Duracell, the spiritual Duracell that you keep coming in and creating this space. This is really beautiful. So, uh, you know, I'm very thankful for that. Oh, thank you so much, Cairo. I, I'm so happy to have you here. And I think my energy is just a reflection of how much I love doing all of this. You know, it's just my favorite thing. And for everybody who watched the trailer at the beginning or has seen the trailer for Awaken Grace, I'm really excited because tomorrow is the day that we release our very first episode of Awakened Grace. And that episode is featuring Julie Hoyle. And we're actually gonna be honoring Julie tomorrow prior to the release at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. So if Julie has touched your life, please join us to honor her at 10 a.m. tomorrow Mountain Time. And then at 11 a.m. we'll be releasing that premiere. So I'm pretty excited about that too, Cairo, because you and I both know that Julie is so wonderful and amazing. And so I'm so excited to share her story and honored that she's letting me share her story. Yes, indeed. Julie, besides being a, a very good friend of mine, she's a catalyst for everything that happens. And I'm, I'm a good example of that. She's the one who nudged me to uh, join you and be part of this beautiful uh, mosaic of beautiful people. So yeah, she deserves all the, the, uh, uh, all the glory that you know that's always available for us yeah. to give her absolutely she totally does so what are we going to talk about today Kyra? i'm really excited you know what actually before we even do that i guess i should back up i would love for you to share a little bit about who you are and what you do because we have so many new subscribers right now and i would really love for everybody who's new to know a little bit about you so why don't we do that first and then we can dive into today's topic sure sure um, I'm basically um, a Chinese, Japanese, and Tibetan medicine practitioner. That's basically my foundation. But over the over, it's been now 30, 35 years I've been doing this. So I don't know what is what anymore. Like everything's some sort of um, amalgamation of everything that I've been exposed to. And I might say that my main teachers are my patients and my students. Those are the ones who taught me so much. You know, every day is a new new lesson. Every day is something new to learn. And I've been in Bahamas basically. Uh, originally, I'm originally from Brazil. Um, my foundation, basically, the origin of everything happened in Japan when I spent four years studying natural medicine or, or Japanese and, and, and Chinese medicine at the same time. I learned acupuncture. 
By the time I left Japan, I knew so much, not so much about techniques, but I discovered so much about myself that it's, um, you know, I'm very grateful for all that experience. After that, I spent four more years in Europe, in Germany, studying the traditional uh, therapies, uh, European tradition therapies. And finally, after eight years abroad, went back to Brazil and he started coordinating and teaching acupuncture in related therapies. And at some point before coming to Brazil, uh, I went to a, a seminar in Scotland. That's where I met my wife. I didn't know then. Um, she's Bohemian. Her name is Cara, almost like my name. And mm. uh, so went to Brazil and got married. And then we spent seven years teaching and practicing acupuncture until one day I realized that she was missing her family. Then I said, well, give me one year. Let me see what I can do to untie all the knots that was involving so many things. Went to the Bahamas to spend two years and now it's been 24, 24 years since we came. And I consider myself half Brazilian, half Bahamian or, or something of the kind. <laughs> But yeah, um, basically for the past few years, you know, almost 10 years, I used to travel and teach seminars in different places. But now given the circumstances, as you know, it tend to, uh, actually prior to what's happening, I decided to stay longer because as you know, traveling, it's, it's wonderful, but it takes a while for you to recover. And I had to leave my patients behind. And so I decided to stay longer here and, and, and travel just to, selective places and of late i thanks to you i discovered that i could do the same thing online and so that's why i'm offering some online consultations which is very comfortable uh, especially at this time we're living but basically i'm just a happy person i just enjoy so much what i do and i enjoy so much interacting with you and like-minded people that's that's where we are I hope that answers your question. Yes, it does. And I love it because Heather's saying welcome in Heather and, and welcome Sid. But Heather's saying she loves you so much. You're such a kind soul and a beautiful spirit. And it's so true. It's so true. So Thank it's you, our our joy and honor to be able to have you here and, and for you to share so much wisdom with us every single time you're on the show. I love it so much. And, you know, what, it, what do you want to dive into today? What is your topic idea for today? What are we going to talk about? Well, basically, as you know, Liz, I'd like to choose something that's been happening to me. There's something that is relevant, uh, what's going on and relevant to my work. And uh, to be truthful to you, I, up to, until this morning, I had a few things in mind. But then what happened this morning with a patient of mine, tip the scale, uh, I decided to talk about, to share my experience with um, the five elements. Um, nice. The concept of five elements, but I'm going to focus today on metal element. I explain why. Basically, it's a concept, five elements. It's a, so much into Chinese medicine that's been, you cannot talk about Chinese medicine, the concept of qi, the energy, the interaction you have with your environment without talking about wuxing. Or in Japanese, gogyo, which means five phases, five movements, or five elements. 
But interesting thing, uh, Lisa, up to um, this, this came to being in the uh, Zhou, Zhou dynasty, which is basically 700 to 300 BC. That's when the concept of Chinese uh, of five elements started appearing. And by coincidence was when the, 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 the Great Wall started being built. I see there's no coincidence that all these things were happening, very important at that time. Prior to that, the concept of disease and problem that happened to us, it was more like a shamanic concept. That's everything that happened to you is because you offended the gods and then you're being punished. And uh, the disease was some sort of punishment. But when, when, the, when the five elements started being developed, I could say, you know, being bold a little bit, it was when the Chinese finally started having this scientific uh, understanding of what's going on with us. It's like everything has a cause, everything has a consequence. Right? So this, this is a big, huge advance in the Chinese thinking. And this, of course, permeated not only medicine, but also feng shui, right? the concept of feng shui, the philosophy, you know, so everything. So um, when I arrived in Japan, the interesting thing is I had no idea what was going on. It's a long story that led me to Japan. But when I got there, of course, I, I didn't understand what was um, the words. Uh, it was just this buzz, this sound, you know. But I felt totally at home nonetheless. I was very comfortable being in Japan. And when I started studying, being exposed to uh, oriental medicine, let's put it this way, acupuncture, there were so many concepts. They were, they were literally foreign to me. And I had to develop something in myself to understand, to make it easier for me to digest and process all that knowledge. Which not only because it was in Japanese and some English, but also I needed to understand the philosophy, or, which proved to be useful now that I later on only started teaching, because the same element, the same tools I created for myself, it was very useful, became very useful to share with the uh, Western mind, Western thinking. Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that's how I started thinking, and as, as a result, to create what I call ripples of energy. It's, uh, it's basically a course that I, I used to teach. I teach the whole course based on my understanding of the five elements, which involve Qigong, involve a number of things. But what I'm going to share with you is just a sample of, uh, of what, it, what this ripples energy are of five elements. And I'd like to begin with metal and explain why as we develop this. So far, so good. Yeah, and I love that you're talking about metal because I think it's one of the less understood of of the five elements. So I'm excited you're talking about this right now. Yes, it's um basically <clears throat> the concept of the think of elements like you say <coughs> it's basically metal. Why? Why metal? Because everything has a reason. Because metal in the lungs represent the uh, the concept, the archetypal uh, archetype, sorry, of everything that happens, the foundation of everything. 
which which is basically represented by the the, uh, the lungs and large intestine. They work together. They are organs. They're, they work together in this. And interesting enough, um, now we know that the relationship. That's when brings what, what happened to me in this morning. Uh, the metal element is very much about how you interact with your environment, how you interact with people, how you interact with the universe around you. Now, it's some sort of energetic structure. So much so that in many ways, the concept of chi is associated with breathe or breath, breathing, breath, is associated with the concept of chi. Because according to the old teachings, chi is moved by breath. As we breathe, the chi moves. There's a very close association with that. And what happened to me, uh, to me this morning, uh, this lady came to me and she was said I've been diagnosed as having uh, depression. And she felt very depressed and she was concerned she'd be passing it on to her children as something she inherited from her parents. There was this concert. And then I, what I told her is, I think I shared with you before. I asked her, let me show you something. It's going to be interesting. I asked her to, stood, to stand up and I asked to take, you know, just to breathe normally. And uh, with my hand, I measure uh, how, how, how much, um, what I could capture her energy, her magnetic field. It was basically like four feet, I'm like two feet, one feet away from her body. And then I stood back and asked her, now take three deep breathing. I, I, I guided her, like breathing in, hold, and breathe out, let go. Just, just cycle three complete breath to breathing exercises. And then I measured again. It was way back. My hand went way, way, way back. Almost to the point of touching the wall behind me. <laughs> then I told her, this is what's happened to your energy. This is what, by just taking this three deep breath, you increase your energy, you increase your magnetic field as if you're giving yourself some cushions. And that's enough to flood your body with oxygen, with life force, that is, this, there's nothing, nothing can stop that. That's why I was saying I'm not very comfortable with labels. Lisa, and then like come to me with, oh, I'm depressed. It's like you're hanging this thing on your neck. Depression, anxiety, bipolar, you name it. But it's basically, it's very heavy to carry, very heavy. Mm. You know, all these things that happen to you in your life, and you still have to carry this label. So by doing so, I, I kind of dismantle this. Take this, this thing away. Take this thing off your neck. And that's you know, showing that by doing this, by consciously breathing, you can change that. And it has all to do with this energy that's connected to the lungs. How you interact with your environment how we interact with people. Give, give an example. The, all these uh, phobias, whether it's a claustrophobia, fear of heights, agoraphobia, you name it, they have a common denominator, breathing shallow and fast. I always say, if you happen to be in a situation or stuck on an elevator or something, pay attention how you're breathing, probably shallow and fast. And the best antidote, the best way to overcome this is to breathing deeply and slowly. Because then 
you change how your brainwaves move and it becomes more like alpha, very desirable state. And this is all to do with metal element. This is all to do with lungs and how the lungs interact with you. Hmm. Okay. So it's a very common thing, especially now, people feel a bit sad, and we're going to say in a moment, uh, that's, that's, that's very much detrimental to our lungs energy, to the metal energy. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, why, the, why I'm calling this ripples of energy? Um, this came to me also, part of my learning, the tools that I created for me is that just imagine, just imagine like this peaceful lake, peaceful lake and you throw a pebble and then there's some ripples yeah, moving away from the, the, the source. And you realize that the furthest away from the source, the ripples get larger, larger and larger. So uh, that's why I started from the bottom, from the, the, the center where everything happens. That's how I start. And I slowly am going to move to more subtle and subtle state pertaining to metal element. Okay? Okay. So, um, that's, that's the idea. Then, basically, as I said, um, the metal element is, is, is basically lungs and large intestine. They work hand in hand. I would say almost like if look at your fingers, look at your hand. Basically, the metal element is connected to your thumb and your index finger, right? Depending on how you are. (laughs) (laughs) Your index finger, yeah, has to do with with the metal, I mean, the the, uh, large intestine. And the, uh, the, the thumb has to do with the lungs. So basically, the thumbs, and, and the thumb and the index finger, they are connected to metal element. Okay, so if you do this, you wonder why, why people in meditation, why this comes to that concept of mudras, the, the book that I wrote about, is when you touch this too, is to heighten your consciousness, is to heighten your thinking. That's why, you know, many yogis or in meditation, they do this sharpen your mind in many ways. So basically, you're activating the metal element. You're activating this life force that, that we all have. Nothing is by chance. There's no, 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 no such thing. There may be, but I haven't found out yet. <laughs> so then we move on. What is the tissue? What's, what's part of the body that's mostly connected to metal element? Skin. Besides the lungs, large depth, the, 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 the tissue is skin. Opening and closing the pores have to do with metal element, has to do with the lungs. Now, if, you, if your lungs are functioning well, your skin is going to be moisture. There's lots of moisture uh, closing and, 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 and opening. There is something, there's an exercise that I share with people. Um, it's like people having uh, nightmares or, or night terrors, you want to call. There's a very good meditation that I like to share, which is basically when you go to bed, just imagine you opening your clo- your pores in your imagination, opening, opening, and then you close them. Right? Do this a few times. Opening, opening up your, co- your pores, 
and close them as you breathe in and breathe out. Opening, opening your pores and close them. And then finally end by closing them. Meaning only energies that you allow to will come to you. You're in full control of what's happening to you. I open my windows and I close my windows. Yeah. So this is wonderful, especially children uh, have nightmares and terrors and something like that. Okay, so you have these tiny, tiny, tiny windows in your arms, all over your body, but you can control them. You can open if you wish, but if you don't want them to, op to be opened, you close them, right? So this is a wonderful uh, tool to overcome this problem. Mm. I love that. That's so beautiful, Cairo. Like, what a great visualization. Micro micro windows. <laughs> yes, I love the micro windows, and and I love everybody's comments. I just want to cut in and just share. Um, you know, Hope is sharing that the five elements are really important with feng shui, also. And Sid is just sharing. She says, "I learned so much, Dr. Rosha. Every time I hear you, I just want to." Um, always want more. Thank you for sharing. So thank you guys for all these sweet comments. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I love this so far, you know, lungs is something that um, I've been challenged with in my life, Cairo. So I love that you're talking about this and how it relates to the metal element. Mm. Um, remind me, Lisa, when we get to a point, when I was start talking about corporeal soul, I'm going back to what you're saying. Okay. I like to go back to what you're saying. Okay. Uh, Yes, it's um, it's something so close to us, you know. It's like breathe, you know. It's it's life. It's being alive, you know, a vital force. You know? So it's it's very close to us. And at the same time, once we realize that we have full control of what's going on with us, an emotional level, at a physical level, right? It's it's really it's like, for instance, you have this amazing treasure buried on your backyard and you're walking over it without noticing it's there it's not by chance in all almost all the eastern cultures and medicine especially eastern medicine they always emphasize the importance of breathing it's not by chance you know the hindu and all, all of them without exception tibetan especially okay now we move on to flavor. What's the lungs' favorite flavor? Pungent, spicy. Yeah. Mm. They love that. They love that. There is an experiment done being done in uh, I think it was Los Angeles, in uh, the uh, in the Korean community in Mexico. They realized they they're very uh, very um, they very uh, most of they they handle. Uh, lung issues very well, very much, you know, like in spite of being living in polluted areas, they, they have very good lungs of function, everything, and realize that one of the main things is because of spice, lots of pepper mm. in their food, yeah? So the same pepper we call mucocinetic or kinetic that makes you, you know, start crying uh, when you eat spicy things, and that's, that's one of the functions, and the lungs love it. Let me give you a shot, and then before I forget, I like to people ask for recipes, but if you want to see your lungs really smiling, happy, and if you're feeling down at the end of the day, listen to this. This is, this is something I put together. Get a piece of um, turmeric, the root, 
if, if you don't, you can use powder. But if you find it, what I do is get hold of the, uh, you know, like a root, a small one, size of the finger, mm-hmm. put it in a blender. I normally peel it off. Same size of ginger, ginger root. Put in the blender, I, I chopped and put it in the blender. Uh, some water, uh, lime or lemon, and a bit of honey. Put in the blender, you're going to get this yellow, as yellow as it could be. I call Buddhist yellow. <laughs> yellow, yellow, <laughs> yellow. And drink a shot. It, it's powerful. Uh, it's not something to drink, you know, like that, like a beer. It's a shot. But what it does to you, what it does to your lungs, and what it does to your mood is beyond words. It's just a shot. Just drink one or two or whatever. It's really uplifting because that's what lungs works the best in the presence of this kind of bubbly energy. The other side of the story is that the lungs and liver are always like this, you know, they're friends, they're friends, they look at each other, but sometimes they they have some, uh, you know, (laughs) arguments. If you go overboard with the spices, the liver will complain. No, come on. You go overboard with spices, so you have to find a way. It's it's good for you, but just don't don't go overboard. Don't don't do too much. <laughs> and that explains why I say that my I the love the time I need to when I spend to, in India, regardless of what I eat, is maximum fifteen days. My liver tolerates fifteen days in India. After that, liver starts complaining. Because it's, it's a wonderful food, as you know. It's a wonderful, rich and variety of flavors. It's wonderful food. But my liver has some degree of, <laughs> uh, of, of understanding that. It's, yes, it's good for you, but um, you know, I can go so far in this. Okay? But you know, joke aside, it's spices what makes the lungs happy, make the methyl element happy. Mm. Okay? Which is great here in the Bahamas. People love spicy things, spicy food. I love spicy food too. What does it mean when you crave spicy food? Does it mean that your lungs need it? You think your metal element? Your 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 metal element is is, is asking you for. Yeah. What happens is when we crave for something, of course, something reasonable. Um, you would think, why are we craving? It's basically uh, a body's asking for something. But then the intellect, our intellect, comes and cuts and say, no, it's fattening, it's no good. So it cut that communication. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you, when you look at children, you know, toddlers, if you let them eat what they want, and I've, I've, I've heard about an experiment, they do, you know, reasonable things, fruits and everything, they at reach, they realize they're in perfect balance because what the body asks, they don't question, they just eat. You know, um, it's like we say, oh, the body wants a, a bar of chocolate for some reason. But say, oh, no, chocolate is bad for me. So then you cut that communication. And slowly, slowly, your body say, well, no point in let you know because you are going to follow. Mm-hmm. So we lose that connection with the inner physician, as I call. Yeah. So, of course, within reason, you know, want to eat a piece of brick or or... Uh, something like that, but I say if you if you decide to eat some, you know, like a chocolate or an ice cream, whatever, even if it sounds seemingly strange, but maybe that's what your body wants. 
you know. Mm-hmm. And then when you do, be grateful and and be happy, you know. Uh, I think it's being concerned about oh, I eat this thing is bad for me. It's more damaging than eat whatever that was and be happy and move on. There is a law of Tao, Taoism, saying that the universe gives you what you need. So sometimes when you happen to be at a table and there's something there presented to you in front of you, best better than raising flags, oh, I'm vegetarian or I don't eat this. Just ease up into it. Just, just be grateful. That's fine. Nothing's going to happen to you. Yeah? This uh, causing, uh, raising flags and causing waves, it's more harmful than just eating something. Be grateful and done with it. Okay? Now, okay. color, what color the lungs like the best in the large intestine? The metal elements like white. White is the association with lungs. And then we see that sometimes when somebody has, um, you know, the metal deficiency, um, the skin is say white but pale um, if you have a fair skin it's easy to see but it's it's pale it's lack of luster yeah uh, dull mm-hmm. that's what I want to say um, if you're darker it's a lack of lack of luster or something like that that's very much like especially here in the, on the cheekbones cheekbones is very much about earth element uh, metal element okay so much so showing the connection between lungs and large intestine. The best point when you have a blocked nose, the best point when you have a stuffy nose, exactly like here, is the last point of large intestine meridian at the sides of your nose, yeah. So just massaging with your your pink finger, your, your little finger, you release, you breathe much, much better. And that's large intestine point. Okay, so that's the connection there. Now, emotions. The emotions is grief and sadness. Um, you never see somebody opening your chest, uh, raising the arms, stretching the arms and say, I'm sad. Have you? I've never seen anybody do that. It's contraction, caving in. It's, it's like, I'm sad. You know, I'm really sad. So over time, there is a connection between, in Chinese medicine, between the lungs and defensive qi, or wei qi, which in turn is the, uh, the connection, the energetic connection with our immune system. So a long-standing sadness or grief wind up harming our immune system. Yeah. See the connection? Uh, mm-hmm. It's, on one hand, there is a Chinese called the Book of Rights, R-I-T-E-S. It's important to grieve. Absolutely. You grieve, get in touch with your feelings. It's denying is the worst thing we can do. But it's going to be a point when you're done with it. Because it's going to be a point where it start harming you. And a good example is, uh, is like you see, probably seen this so many times, a couple that have been together for many years and one passed away. And soon enough, the other one end up catching something and going as well. Mm-hmm. This is because the sadness it stops the energy from flowing. You know, she moves with breath and breath. So we start constricting this area. 
So that's why it starts affecting you. Uh, what I normally recommend when somebody's sad, so yes, number one, get in touch with your feelings. Acknowledge that. As I said, air, acknowledge, integrate, release. Coincidence, <laughs> air. So get in touch with that. But after that, you just have to work with this. And one of the best thing is to flood your system with oxygen. That's the best antidote to anything. You know, just flood your system with oxygen. At some point, I'm going to talk about this in a different, in the future. But it's very important to flood your system with oxygen. Because oxygen is life. It's life force. Mm -hmm. okay? and it's wonderful for if you grieve, you're sad, just work with that. Breathing, 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 breathing. You reverse the system. Okay? Mm -hmm. Not denying, not denying anything. Just acknowledge what you're feeling, but you're doing something to go back to normal, to ease that. Because when you, you acknowledge that, that's all it takes. Okay. What's the sound of, uh, of, of what's the sound of um, metal? How do you relate to sound? Crying, obviously, crying. There are some people that, even though they're not crying, the way they speak, it's almost like normal crying, isn't it? It's a voice, oh, complaining and crying. So this means that the lungs are weak. The metal element needs a little bit of boost. Okay. Season. What's the season where they are at peak? Autumn, fall. Mm -hmm. That's when the uh, the energy is there. It's like to do with the leaves. They're preparing for the winter. So there's a little bit of sadness, isn't it? There's a little bit of melancholy in, mm -hmm. in summer. So this is very much associated with with uh, the lungs. And that's precisely that's precise the best time to to strengthen your lungs to take some herbs or the lungs, or large intent for strengthened metal. Because when winter comes, you, your immune system will be strong. So it's okay to take something in winter for immune system, but the best way is during the, the autumn, just before, just to get all your metal elements you know, functioning very well. Comes, come, come winter, you're fine. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, what? What is the climate that uh, lungs don't like, the metal element don't like very much? Dryness. It likes a bit of moisture in the air. Um, I used to live in Brasilia, in Brazil, for many years. And Brasilia was built on a high plateau. And it's very dry, savanna, very dry, to the point that children had to stop to going to school. The government say you have to stay home because it's very dry. Wow. And during the time, and people have asthma, have a hard time. Asthma, bronchitis. So we need, that's why we need some sort of moisturizer. Moisturizing the air. There's moisture. So lungs love that. Okay, I don't know who, where you are uh, in Colorado. I don't know. Is it some more moisture or? Oh, it's, it's dry. dry. It's definitely we're we're a very dry state, so okay. it's very dry here. So it's good to have some sort of you know humidifier, some sort of something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, the lungs were right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, time. What's the best time? What's the time to to get in touch with your metal element? Well, I might say start from three in the morning. 
from three to five, that's when the lungs are at peak. And then after that, from five to seven is when the large intestine comes. So in other words, from five to seven, uh, from three to seven, that's when the metal elements are at peak. Ideally, ideally it would be a good time to take something, some herbs, but obviously from three in the morning, three to five, we are asleep. But it's, you know, it's just an idea. What we normally do is use that as a form of uh, diagnosis. Say if the person always wakes up at three in the morning or wakes up not feeling very well, so maybe the metal element needs a little bit of strengthening. Okay. Now the next question after I, after I say that, what can I do? Well, this food, um, basically anything that's white, I told it white is good, right? Like um, rice, pear, apple, the part inside, <clears throat> uh, mushrooms, spicy things like scallion, ginger, peppers, and the very best, and the very best is watercress. Whenever I find watercress or radishes, watercress and radishes, they are, if you want to see your lungs happy, smiling, watercress or, or radishes. It can be any radish. It can be the Chinese radishes or the small one. They're wonderful for metal element. Mm. Really boost your, you know, really, really wonderful because they have a little pungent mm -hmm. flavor, isn't it? spicy that the, the lungs love them. I love radishes. I think they're so good. And I think they're underrated. I don't think it, people eat them very much. And I think people they're so good. You just leave them there. And, uh, you know, you can, you can add to your salad. You can mix with something. But they're wonderful. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I lungs love that. Now, um, how, what is the body type of a metal element? How can I, how can I tell? which is something I do a lot when somebody steps in my office. I do, I start doing diagnosis immediately. Uh, normally somebody who has more element, um, metal element type will be very elegant. Let's make sure that no matter what time of the day, this person is always well-dressed, always elegant. <laughs> That's not <laughs> me. <laughs> Typical, very much that. Yeah, uh, has tendency to more much like me, oval, oval shape. The, the the face is more oval. It has a strong voice, very powerful, thunder, uh, very powerful voice. It's very much metal uh, element. This has some implications. They say that this is the person's strength, but also can be uh, that the person is vulnerable as well. Depends what's happened to your energy. Yeah, it can yeah. be your strength or your, your Achilles, Achilles tendon, Achilles heel. Now, moving to a most, um, you know, the wave, the ripples are really up there. What is psychological traits? How can you tell by the behavior? How, how somebody more metal element? Normally, it's like to be alone. It's a loner. Uh, it likes solitude. It's very meticulous, like details, and it's mostly artistic aspirations, very much into arts, but like to be, you know, somewhere, like to be in a field or in a basic isolation is typical. Um, doesn't like to work in groups very much, like teamwork, prefers to, to do 
his or her own thing at her own time. Okay. And um, there is something, I, I don't know if I should share, but at some point, um, I can tell when, you know, when, when somebody's uh, based on, 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 on what they perceive, the, the behavior and, and the, the, how the person looked, it's, it's very indicated and you see things changing. You know, seem to be more at ease or be more willing to, to work together with other people. You see changes. Not to say that it's bad. It's the only thing is that you can change things in a way that's good for you. Yeah. Whatever is good for you, fine. But if you if you feel that you could be doing better, then your body's there. Uh, your inner physician is ready to go with you. And finally, the last, the last ripple, and it goes back to what you were saying before, um, the subtle aspect of metal, the really spiritual, is called Po. We talked about this before. It's called the lungs are the seat of corporeal soul. It's the life force, basically. We said in the beginning, uh, way back uh, uh, last year, that the, uh, the ethereal soul, which is Hun, lives in the liver, you know, that is, is to do with the more subtle aspect of our soul. That on, when we die, it goes to a more subtle uh, uh, environment, put, put it this way. And Po is the more corporeal, it's more like physical. And when we die, it goes to earth. It's yin, yin and yang, you know, in other words. But the interesting thing is that, uh, Lisa, when somebody has a metal element issue, uh, or I notice this, it's like the desire to say, I don't fit in. I, I don't want to carry on living. It's like you, you don't have that desire to stay. And that means the corporeal soul is very low. It means the lungs, the metal energy is very low. So that's the time when you strengthen it in whatever main, means or shape or form you can do, the better. So you can create that desire. Yes, I can stay. I, you know, I'm here for a purpose. Yeah, and and quite often, um, you see where is this coming from? Well, I like to go back to the Tibetan concept. Basically, they say that we are basically the chi energy from my father, the energy from my mother, and karma in the middle. So that's the main things that, you know, important to in our lives. But there is something that happens, and I see this very frequently in my office. Somebody has a tendency of catching colds or lung-related issues or, or asthma, bronchitis, you name it. Quite often, quite often, I don't say everybody, but quite often has to do with the time of birth when the, probably it might have been the child might have suffered some stress during the birth itself. The first breath is when, when your corporeal soul comes into being incorporated. Mm -hmm. So either immediately before the mother might have suffered some stress and also the, the, the child itself, or during the birth itself. Mm -hmm. That stays, I can see it right away. When I check the pulse, I always ask the person, has your mom ever mentioned uh, how your birth was, uh, because that determines the certain vulnerability or, or something of your, your, your metal elements, especially lungs. That means we need to work more or stronger with us to
Can you see me? I can. I froze. I think it was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think Don't it was me. Froze. You're okay. <laughs> well, Lisa, uh, basically, um, this is what I have to share in terms of uh, the ripples of energy. There's so much more I could oh. be talking about. Just metal. Just metal. But I'd like to give just just um, um, this hint of this something can be done. If somebody wants to go deeper on this, I always teach a course uh, of the whole thing. So get in touch with me. And uh, let me show you. Uh, I don't know if you can see. This is the ripples. It starts from the metal and it starts going up and up and up. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I want to share, you know, I, I had just happened to just have a conversation with my dad about my birth um, because of some of the things that have been coming up for me energetically. So it's interesting what you mentioned, because my dad said that when I was born, I was purple. Like I was like purple when I was born and that um, I had uh, quite a bit of health challenges with, um, like fungus and things like that. And so really from when I was born till I was five, I had chronic tonsillitis and um, just a lot of problems with my health. And so uh, my tonsils were taken out when I was five. Um, but so it's just interesting because that lung element, and it also makes me think about the pandemic. So how do you feel about I mean, is this a collective grief? I mean, I, I had thought of that last year myself, but do you feel like this is a collective karmic grief thing going on with the pandemic too? And and with everyone, the, this lung issue, right? That's gone across the globe. I mean, what are your thoughts on that energetically? Very, very interesting question, uh, Lisa. I, I always use that word, uh, uh, you know, it's like uh, something's been going on for so many long especially if you look back in retrospective all the the, the plague and the, the spanish uh flu all that it comes after a trauma traumatic something a war or there's always something that happens so this is this is a collective sadness uh whether uh, we are aware of it or not and this has a tremendous impact in our lungs as you know the metal elements that brings about your, you know, that, that causing stress, lower our vibration, lower immune system. And this is this is ongoing sadness. And sometimes people have gotten used so so much, gotten used to this feeling that you don't realize it's there anymore. Uh, absolutely, hundred percent. I think it's for the same the same thing that makes you happy. Anything that makes you happy, if you laugh. It raises your immune system. It, it brings your immune system to a level of, of, you know, functioning so well. And and that's precisely the best antidote to this what's going on in the moment. I know it's not easy. I know there's an element of uh, prevalent uh, of certain emotions that bring you down. But we can think that we can we can raise your energy. We can we can do something. And this is a very good example. There's so many things you can do. You can eat certain foods. You can behave in a certain way. Um, there was, as I was going to, I was telling this lady today. She said, "I'm, I know, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm depressed." I said, "Well, if you look in Chinese medicine, what we call depression in Chinese medicine, we have at least four possibilities. 
So this to say, that remove this block, remove this label. It was given to you. Nothing to do with you. I told her the story I told you before. I don't know if you remember. Way, way back, I was talking about emotions. And uh, that this gentleman came to me and said, especially in the evening, I have this, been told uh, manic depressive. That's the diagnosis I got from the doctor. And it was, how, how, describe it for me. How, how so? I said, I have this, especially in the evening, uh, and the sunset, this tide of wave of this feeling coming from my stomach. And it's like a great thing enveloping me and going up and taking over my body. That's, that's terrible. And then I look at him and say, what if I told you that in Chinese medicine, what you have, what you have in skull, running piglet? He laughed. <laughs> nothing to do. Nothing to do. It's something to do with your, your stomach energy that instead of going down, is going up. It's reversing the whole system. So if you don't know, we think, well, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. It's, you know, I'm sure I'm depressed, I'm this and that. But no, no. I think it's what, what happens is we have this amazing resources inside ourselves, the Tehara, our center. Right? That is, as I said, we have this wealth inside our, you know, the backyard, walking over it every day, not knowing how precious it is. And one of the main things we have, one of the main resources we have at our disposal from the moment we're born and the moment we die is our breath. Mm -hmm. Breathing. Breathing is life. Breath is life. And the more conscious we are of this, the better. So if you are afraid, if you are sad or like, no matter what, take some deep, start doing some breathing exercises, regardless what, what that is. There's no formula. There are different systems especially like the Tibetans, Tibetans have two more. They have all kinds of breathing exercises. They're wonderful, but it doesn't matter. Just by doing so, you get in touch with that which is very powerful in you. Those tools are given to you, and that's just wonderful. You don't need much. Okay. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Cairo, it's always such a treat to have you here with us. And you know, we have so many great comments and Karen sums it up. She said that you have the energy of a master and you absolutely do. And I just love it every time we get together and I'm so happy and spoiled because we get to have you back on again this weekend for OHO. So I'm happy you're going to be back on with us and get some more time with you because it's such a joy. It's such a pleasure, Lisa. I'm very happy to be able to be part of this beautiful, beautiful movement. Yeah, it's like you're not alone. You know, regardless what it is, you have this amazing vehicle to interact with people. And just the feeling, if I could be of any help to anybody for any reason, that's that's reason enough for being here. That's a reason enough for being thankful to you, to being the vehicle of this. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Cairo. Tell people how they can find you. There's lots of people in here who are wanting to connect with you. So how can they do that? Well, basically, um, you can, my email is the best, one of the best ones. Um, is Cairo, uh, like the capital of Egypt, C-A-I-R-O, P as in Peter, Rosha, one word, Cairo P. Rosha at gmail.com. There are other ways. I have other ways, but this is the easiest. Uh, I have a website. You can Google Cairo Russia, and, and it's uh, Cairo P. Russia. 
Because interesting enough, this, you're going to love this. There is somebody called Cairo Rocha, a Brazilian. He's a, a fighter. Really? Uh, he's, he's a wrestler. It's, maybe it's my alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> maybe That's it's my so alter crazy. ego. Wrestler. So if you want to make sure that's me, put a P in the middle, Cairo P Russia. Then it's myself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I love it. Well, and Cairo will be back with us this weekend. You're also going to be back. You know, we're going to do all of our featured guests are going to be quarterly instead of monthly um, to give myself some, some healing time and space. It's been, um, I've been writing the rocket ship for a year and, uh, mm -hmm. Like you're saying, Cairo, I mean, you know, we have to protect our life force energy. And so I'm just going to slow it down just a titch. Don't worry. I still have probably 20 shows a month, but <laughs> we're going to slow it down a little bit. Um, and I'm also taking some time off of individual sessions. So just so you guys know that as well. Um, but uh, we are going to be live from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. the next three days. So please join us for that and, and keep your eyes and ears focused on our schedule because all of Cairo's times will be up um, as well. And Cairo, again, it's just an absolute pleasure. Um, I know you have a special gift as one of the prizes this weekend for those that are participating in the One Heart, One Earth celebration. What's your gift? I can't remember. Online consultation. There you so go. To me to give me a, an honor to interact with you or whoever wants to interact with me. Yes. So you guys heard that right here. One of the prizes is a, a consultation with Cairo, which is just a gift. Um, I think I need one myself here as time rolls on. I'm going to give myself some some space and then I'm going to probably want to dive into some things with my own health. That the liver and the lungs, man, those are my tricky points. <laughs> hearing you talk about the soul energy in both those spaces. But thank you so much, Cairo, for being on. I love you so much. And I'm going to see you, I think, tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. Yes. So I will see you tomorrow. Thank you to everybody who's watching. Um, I saw somebody asking for your recipe, Cairo. So um, I'll connect with Cairo on email and we'll get that out to you guys for your little energy shot. And uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We will be here. 9 a.m. is the premiere of the opening circle. You guys can set yourself a reminder here on Buddhist Biohacker YouTube. So don't forget to subscribe. And then we will see you at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning to kick off our One Heart, One Earth global healing celebration. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this channel and of me and Cairo's space. And thank you, Cairo, so much for teaching us so much every single time you're on. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Take Thank care. Bye-bye.